Today is December 3rd. Thank you for listening to Born on This Day podcast. I'm Marco Timpano. With him, I am Amanda Barker. Amanda, how are you doing today? I'm very well, and it's such an important day, December 3rd. We want to send a shout out to anybody who's celebrating their birthday today, and we'll let you know all the famous people that you share your birthday with. But before we get to that, I just wanted to say it's also the International Day of Persons with Disabilities today. Uh, It's an international observance, and it's actually promoted by the United Nations. It's been in effect since 1992. Uh, It's observed around the planet, and it aims to promote an understanding of disability issues and mobilize support for the dignity, rights, and well-being of persons with disabilities. And I just want to say that it is such an important day, and um, recently I got to narrate a novel um, that talks a lot about the way we see people with disabilities in in our stories and in our media. It's called Disfigured by Amanda Leduc. So I'll just do a little plug sure. for that. <laughs> so if people want to listen to the book, they can hear you narrate it. Correct? Absolutely. Awesome. On Amazon or wherever you listen to your audio, audio books, uh, it lives. It's called Disfigured. And you can hear my voice if you like it, uh, talking about it but and narrating the, the, the book. But if you're more of a reedy type of person, you don't want to listen to it, although clearly you like to listen because you're listening to podcasts, you can also read it um, and it's easy to find anywhere, but it's called Disfigured and it's just such an amazing book. And I have to say, I learned a lot in that process of narrating that audiobook. So thank you, Amanda Luduk, for that. And thank you to all of you uh, for listening today. Amazing. Well, if you are born today, you're a Sagittarian and being a Sagittarian born on December 3rd, you are convivial and caring and will often prioritize others over yourself. You know when to use your charm and convince others and persuasion is second nature to you. Well, I'm sure we have a lot of convivial, and that is a new word for me too, um, people on our list today, starting with Amanda Seafred, also Seifred, I've heard her name pronounced, so I think you could say either. Um, She was a teen on the soaps As the World Turns and All My Children, before getting noticed as Karen in Mean Girl. She's the sort of... One that kind of goes along with everything. I see. Yes, yeah, uh, that was a biggie. Then she went on to star on Veronica Mars, Wildfire, and Big Love before showing off her singing skills, what she has of them, in the 2008 hit film Mamma Mia. She followed it with Jennifer's Body, that very controversial film, Red Riding Hood, and The Big Wedding, showing off her singing chops again in Les Miserables, and playing the notorious porn star Linda Lovelace in the 2013 biopic about her. Oh, wow. Yeah. She gave an acclaim performance in Paul Schrader's First Reformed and starred in the Mamma Mia sequel. We haven't seen a lot from her lately, or I haven't in my my world. Um, she was born in Allentown, Pennsylvania in 1985. I have a feeling we'll see something big from her soon. Sure. Michael Angarano also start, started young Amanda, mm-hmm. playing Jack's biological son on Will and Grace portraying the younger version of the main character in Almost Famous, oh, yeah. and appearing in the films Seabiscuit, Sky High, and episodes of 24. More recently, he had a stint on This Is Us and earned an Emmy nomination for his performance. He was born on this day in Brooklyn, New York in 1987. 
We have another child star here on our list. Anna, Chum- Anna Chlumsky stole the show away from the young superstar Macaulay Culkin in the 1991 charmer My Girl, which was followed three years later by a sequel in which she also starred. I never saw it. I always heard she was fantastic in it. Um, and uh, it looked like she was done with acting when she stopped working to attend college, but she came back with a vengeance with a hilarious appearance on 30 Rock before taking the role of Amy Brookheimer on HBO's V. For which she has been nominated for six Emmy Awards. Wow! Yeah, we uh, we have that on our list. I think mm. I'm ready to watch it now. On Broadway, she starred in "You Can't Take It With You" and "Living on Love," and is set to star in the upcoming Netflix series "Inventing Anna." She was born on this day in Chicago, Illinois, in 1980. Julianne Moore started out on soap operas. Amanda, do you know that? Yes, I did. She was on. Um, as the the Edge of Night. Okay. Do you remember that one? No, she was on another one. As the World Turns. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Making her film debut in Tales from the Dark Side before gaining notice for her gruesome death in The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. I didn't remember she was in that. And her shockingly shocking nudity in Robert Altman's Shortcuts. She Robert got naked Altman's. a lot. She yeah, was, she did. She's good at that. Yeah, she's, yeah. She, she didn't mind it. She was in an awful movie called Safe. Okay. That was a, I'm sure Bill remembers that it was like a, I'm sh- a, a film, a film circuit, film artsy. I remember seeing in university. Okay. And I was like, that is the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I remember saying. Well, she also <laughs> appeared in Jurassic, the Jurassic Park sequel, um, the same year, and she received an Oscar nomination for Boogie Nights that year. Do you remember that? She was yeah, in Boogie I did. Nights. Um, she, that movie made her a household name. Then her career flourished with An Ideal Husband, A Map of the World, Magnolia. Hannibal, and two Oscar nominations in the same year for Far From Heaven and The Hours. She won an Emmy for playing Sarah Palin. She was so great doing that. Mm. Uh, won a Best Actress at Cannes Film Festival for Map- Maps to the Stars, and finally won the Oscar for Still Alice in 2014. So good in that. Most recently, she was in the remake of After the Wedding and the film The Glorias, and was born on, born Julianne Smith on this day in Fayetteville, North Carolina, 1960. Yeah, I forget who, I think Moore was her grandmother's name or something, but like, you know, there was, there was, two, there was a Julie Smith or a Julianne Smith uh, at SAG Equity, so she had to, she had to take on another name. I think it was actually Equity that made her change first mm-hmm. before SAG. But um, yeah, she's been in just so many things. One of the things I love about her, she's very honest about the fact that she's had to starve herself for a lot of her career and um, because she's not one of those actresses that you think of as so unbearably skinny, but in right. order to look the way she looks, she unfortunately um, is hungry a lot of the time and talks about that. And of course, wow. like many actresses, fills it with smoking as best she can. But um, yeah, she was also in The Kids Are All Right, which I love that movie too. So she's just had such, I mean, just so many. The Hours, of course, was so seminal for her. Like just so many uh, amazing roles uh, in f- so many films. She's so great. Well, Brendan Fraser first got noticed as the missing link in Encino Man, then became a romantic sex symbol with his roles in School Ties with Honors and George of the Jungle. He scored a major box office hit with The Mummy, appearing in the film's two sequels, and earned acclaim for his performances in the Oscar-winning Gods and Monsters and Crash. More recently, he was on Condor and The Affair. He was born on this day in Indianapolis, Indiana, in 1968, I swear I thought he was Canadian. He is Canadian. He's a Canadian-American like you. His oh. parents are Canadian, okay. but his dad worked as a journalist, I believe, okay. um, and was working in the U.S., so 
that's how that happened. Interesting. Yeah. Well, really, really interesting guy. And, and lately he's, I believe, come out with a Me Too allegation uh, against somebody that he worked with early in his okay. career. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, he's just so lovable. He has that nice guy thing. Sure. He reminds me of the Property Brothers a right. little bit. Like, okay. he just has a nice guy way about him. Yeah. Um, I hope he comes back to us, though, because I feel like we haven't seen him in a bit. Favorite on my li- on the list today for mm-hmm. me, Amanda, Tiffany Haddish is an actress and comedian who was on the comedy competition Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes before making guest appearances on Chelsea Lately, My Name is Earl, New Girl, and That's So Raven before gaining prominence in the comedy Keanu and then breaking out as a star with her performances in the 2017 film Girls Trip. She was such the breakout of yeah. that movie. She then, uh, since then, she starred in Night School, Nobody's Fool, and The Kitchen, winning an Emmy Award for her hosting on SNL. Do you remember that? She's, I think she was the first stand-up comedian uh, to host, like someone who didn't have a television show. She was hosting in 2017. No. Yeah, it was something like that. She was? Yeah, it no. Was, there was something about her hosting that was unique, and I can't remember oh, really? exactly what it was. Yeah. She was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1979, and if you haven't listened to her uh, biography... The Last Black Unicorn, it's called. Yeah, it's so great. It's really funny. Um, it's really funny. I, I don't know another way to... it. She she sort of breaks some boundaries there. There's some things that you're like, I'm not even sure. But she does it in such a way... I mean, she's just fully honest about herself and about her life. She's had a really... She had a really hard yeah. uh, growing up, a really hard childhood experience. Uh, lived in foster homes and uh, now does great work uh, giving back yeah. and helping out. One of her initiatives actually is um, to provide luggage to kids in foster homes because she always said, you feel like garbage because you have no way to transfer your stuff. And you find out, you know, in a day's notice, not even, that you have to pick up your stuff and leave and they just put it all in trash bags. Right. So she's providing foster kids in the L.A. area where she grew up with luggage so that they can feel like, you know, they're taking a trip. That's great. Yeah. She's she's really phenomenal, and and uh, I have mad, mad respect for her. She made history uh, on Saturday Night Live, becoming the first black female stand-up comedian to host SNL. Good so that, for her. That, that's what it was, Amanda. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, it wasn't the first stand-up because no. I know that there were yeah, in the course, past, but course. that does make sense. Yeah. Again, she's, um, she's very talented, and... Um, just her her stories in her life. Um, I, I, I agree. Definitely listen to that book. And she's done so much. I hope she comes out with more um, because I know she's since um, taken on. She's become Jewish. Um, right. Well, her father was Jewish from yeah. a Jewish part of Africa. Ethiopia, yeah. Yeah. And um, so she's and she uh, ended up didn't know that because she didn't really have a relationship with her father and ended up becoming um, a, a hyper and crowd hyper at bar mitzvahs. Right. And that was actually how she made a ton of money and she got Back really good day. at it. Yeah. yeah traveling around uh, the U.S. Uh, working bar mitzvahs. So um, she's just, everything about her is fascinating and, and hilarious and honest. I, I, I really do love her. Well, she made her, uh, sometimes I forget I'm the next and I just want to keep on going. She made her debut in The Fury in 1978, but Daryl Hannah became a star after the release of the hit movie Splash in 1984, in which she played the mermaid who captured the heart of landlubber Tom Hanks. And what was that mermaid's name? 
Madison. Madison. And you know that because you've heard me say it a million times. The name Madison for a girl was the most, even in the movie, she points to the street sign and says, what is that? And he's like, Madison, Madison, that's not a name. You can't name yourself Madison. And she's like, that's the name I want. So he, he shrugs his shoulder and says, okay, Madison. And it was such a ridiculous name. And now here we are <laughs> sitting in the studio. And how many little girls and now teen girls do we know named Madison? Adult a, Adult, adult girls, yeah. yeah. So many Madisons. Yep. Um, thanks to Daryl Hannah and Splash. Anyway, she followed it with roles in Legal Eagles, Roxanne, Wall Street, and Steel Magnolias. Other notable appearances include Blade Runner, a cameo in Crimes and Misdemeanors, Grumpier Old Men, and The Kill Bill Volumes 1 and 2. Most recently, she was on Sense 8, and she was born on this day in Chicago in 1960. We all know that sitcoms need to add a new kid to the family when the show's <laughs> gone on a little long, or, um, you know, cast members are getting a little long in the tooth, Amanda. Mm -hmm. Including on Family Ties when Brian Bonsell was added as baby brother Andy to the show's last three seasons. Do you remember that? I definitely do. Bonsell and Alex P. Keaton, Michael J. Fox, yeah. was trying to uh, groom him in his image. Yeah. Uh, Bonsell also appeared on Star Trek The Next Generation and um, started the films Fatherhood and Blank Check in 1994, later giving up acting and pursuing a career in music with his punk rock band Low Job. <laughs> uh, uh, not one to avoid charming Child star cliches. That's right. He has also been arrested for um, DUIs twice and uh, assault and a false and false imprisonment of his girlfriend. Oof. Wow. Yikes. Um, he was born on this day in Torrance, California, in 1991. He's got all kinds of tattoos now, Amanda. Like, yeah, like up his, his ne neck yeah. and no. yeah. No, he's not little Andy anymore. No, that is for sure. <laughs> well, when the Academy gave director Jean Luc Godard an honorary Oscar in 2011 for his career achievement. It was inscribed for passion, for confrontation, for a new kind of cinema. That's what it said on the Oscar. From his bursting out with the incredibly successful and still iconic Breathless in 1960, Godard was a force to be reckoned with, combining his irreverent ideas of editing and storytelling with his love of classic films to create such beloved works of spontaneity as Pierrot Le Fou, Alphaville, Two or Three Things I Know About Her, and A Woman is a Woman. Then in the 70s, going even deeper with his experimentation in creating politically-minded films and documentaries that have played with form and function and continue to earn him admiration from critics and fans. His 2014 film, Goodbye to Language, won him the jury prize at Cannes and made his latest, The Image Book, at the age of 88. Wow. He's still working well. Mm -hmm. He was born on this day in Paris, France in 1930. Andrew Staunton is a director of animated films who has had great success with Pixar, including Oscars for Finding Nemo and WALL-E and nominations for writing Toy Story and Toy Story 3. He has also directed A Bug's Life and Finding Dory and moved into live action with the notorious bomb John Carter in 2012 <laughs> and episodes of Stranger Things and Better Call Saul. He was born on this day in your hometown, Amanda, Boston, Massachusetts in 1965. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Barbara Garrick was the young woman whose marriage inspired Melanie Griffith's merger idea in Working Girl, though she might be best known either for her role as Dee Dee Day in Tales of the City movies or as the bad date with the bad laugh that Tom Hanks goes on in Sleepless in Seattle. Right. Right. She had roles in Far From Heaven, Blue Jasmine, and an episode of Sex in the City as the rabbi that Charlotte had sex with. <laughs> okay. Huzzah! Huzzah! If you <laughs> finally, if you're not a frequent listener to Born on This Day and you don't know the the story behind that, here's the thing: I watched every episode of Sex in the City and I quite loved it. But listen, it was a long time ago, and I've since watched many, many other things. Um, now, so has Bill, but somehow every episode is stuck with him, and so he remembers every single actor and what role they played and where, where they cameoed and, you know, when they came on to do a day on Sex and the City. And the only one, the only episode that I seem to remember, I don't even know why, the episode that sticks with me from, like, the first or second season is when Charlotte has sex with a rabbi. Right. She has, like, she just falls in love with a It was just such a funny storyline. Right. Also because she's... The innocent one, right? So, Which one is she? The redhead? No, the okay. one um, that was in Melrose Place. Oh, yeah, okay. She She's supposed to be the, you know, one looking for her husband right. or whatever. And she falls, and she's so waspy, and she falls in love with a rabbi. And it's just one episode. For some reason, it's the <laughs> remember that and the one about the shoes uh which is just brilliant writing but anyway barbara garrick was not in the one about the shoes where she registers for manolos um she was raised in toronto but she was born in new york city in 1965 and yes she was born on this day and she was not the rabbi all right, Amanda, favorite on my list today, Ozzy, or did I say Tiff- Tiffany Haddish was already my favorite? You did, but so. Second favorite on my <laughs> list, Ozzy Osbourne rose to prominence as the lead singer of Black Sabbath in the 70s. But despite his success as the band's Prince of Darkness, he was fired from the group in 1979 mm-hmm. because of his personal addiction issues. Mm-hmm. He went on to have success, a successful solo career. Uh, releasing 19 or sorry 12 studio albums the first seven of which were multi-platinum in the u.s he rejoined black sabbath in 1997 and recorded a final album with them later embarking on a farewell tour in 2017. interesting he has sold over 100 million records inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame then in the early 2000s became a re- reality television star, Amanda, right. with the MTV show, The Osbournes. It, if it wasn't for The Osbournes, know. you know, there wouldn't be all this reality TV that we see today. No, it's true. They really were the first one mm-hmm. of, we're going to just go into their home and just film them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and not to men- not to forget, he was also a big part of OzFest, of course. Right. And that was because he was cut out of... Um, the other music fest with all the rock, uh, with the with the rock and heavy metal stars. I can't right. remember the name I of mean, it. I mean, and that is such a, it's a great, no matter what you think about him, yeah. his music, the TV show, whatever. It's just such a great testament. Um, and you can really credit his wife with a lot of this. Sharon, yeah. Um, you know, because it's, okay, so I've gotten kicked out. So what do we do now? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I've gotten kicked out of this. So what do we do now? Like making thinking, you know, a moment that could have been career defining and ending right. and actually coming back even bigger and stronger as sure. a result. Well, he was born on this day, mm-hmm. December 2nd or December 3rd, I should say, in Aston, England in 1948. Oh, interesting. Well, Mel Smith did so poorly as a student of experimental psychology at New College Oxford that he was told to either focus on theater or else drop out. 
So he did. Right. He became the assistant director at the Royal Court Theatre in London and eventually writing the plays Have You Heard the One About Joey Baker and The Gambler. He appeared on British television on the skit show, Not the Nine O'Clock News. Uh, and, uh, you know, some of the pythons were in that as well. And was in European Vacation and Slayground. But he was best known for playing the albino in The Princess Bride, a movie he refused to watch because of how painful the costume and makeup was for oh, him. Oh, wow. Wow. He also directed the films The Tall Guy, Radio Land Murders, and the Mr. Bean movie. He was born on this day in London in 1952. He died in 2013 at the age of 60, unfortunately. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. You may not know him by name, but you've seen Nicholas Coster in plenty. I knew him best as Blair's dad on The Facts of Life. Do you remember that, Amanda? No. Do you remember Blair? I mean, I remember Blair, okay, but well, I don't remember her dad. Well, he played her dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he was also in Just You and Me, Kid with Brooke Shields. Do you Mm -hmm. remember that? Don't. But you're reading her... Biography because of uh, Bill. We're listening. We both to, are, uh, yeah, yeah, and it is quite good. Well, yeah. it's it's actually more about her relationship with her mother, right. but yes. Uh, the Electric Horseman with Jane Fonda. Okay. So he was in that as well. I think the, I think the Electric Horseman was up for a bunch of Oscars. He also starred on Santa Barbara, Amanda, from 1984 oh, to wow. 1993. Do you remember Santa Barbara? I do. Oh. I remember the very first episode, Kelly and. I don't remember his name's wedding, but right. that was the first episode. Well, he was in two movies this year and just finished starring on five seasons of the series The Bay. He was born on this day in London in 1933. I'm trying to remember. Kelly and Cruz. Kelly and Cruz. Okay, if you hear that clickety-clack, it's Amanda. That's me looking up yeah. Kelly and Cruz, actually. <laughs> Clickety clack, clickety clack. You just have a heart. You have a hard pound on the on the. Uh, that was the keyboard. lightest possible. Yes, Kelly and Cruz on Santa Barbara. I thought Cruz had gone on to do other things, but maybe not. Well, well, anyway. we'll know when it's his birthday, Amanda. Because we'll <laughs> so we talk about that. Mary Alice played Letty on A Different World and was on I'll Fly Away, for which she won an Emmy Award. While on stage, she won a Tony Award for the August Wilson play Fences in the role that later earned Viola Davis an Oscar. She was in the play Having Our Say and science fiction fans will know her for taking over the role of the Oracle oh. in the Matrix sequels after the death of Gloria Foster. So quite, uh, that's she's, so let's just go over it again. She has an Emmy. She has a Tony. Well, let's get her an Oscar. She was born on this day in Indianola, Mississippi in 1941. All right. Mary Alice rounds off our list mm-hmm. for the win. Mm-hmm. That is December 3rd in a nutshell, Amanda. Absolutely. Yeah, what a great day to be born. Yeah. Oh, you know, we do have one more. Oh, we do? Okay. Sure, do you let's go say for it. it? No, okay. I don't. We we ha- we happen to miss this one in our list, so I'll just jump in. She's she just has an interesting story. Valerie Quinesinen. Yes. Should, say it again. Say it thrice. This? Yeah, do it. Okay. Valerie Quin Quinesinen studied at the École Nationale Supérieure des Arts at Technique du Théâtre, but didn't graduate as she began working as an actress, starring in movies in the mid-70s before gaining notice in the 1979 comedy French Postcards. I remember that movie. She's most famous for three films in the early 80s, Bolero, Conan the Barbarian, and Summer Lovers, with fellow birthday celebrant Daryl Hannah. They were all a little bit blue those they films, were right? there was a lot of uh booby and Bo- all of them. uh in bolero bo derrick rides a horse naked oh interesting yes, yes. french postcards i remember came on to channel 56 late right. at night and had some uh had some 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 scenes in it if anyway. you want to see a great performance bo derrick in bolero really that's what i'm saying yeah she was phenomenal yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> just because she was naked on a horse. Anyway, deciding after um, that movie, so this is Summer Lovers, failure to leave Hollywood and going back to France and concentrate on family life. She appeared in just two more movies. The last one was released in 1989, and she died in a car accident oh, no. when she was 31. Oh, no. 31 this, she died in a car accident. This turned badly. It did. She was born on this day in Boulogne-Billion Court, France in 1957. Yeah, but it's just interesting because she was in, like, Conan, and she was in French postcards, I remember. Anyway. We were going to end December 3rd so nicely. And then, then, listen, if ever you're feeling down, just watch Bo Derek ride a horse. Or listen to Tiffany Haddish's The Last Black Unicorn because that that is a book and a half. I'm telling you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I mean, we still have lots of real... Amanda Seyfried and Julian Moore. There's quite quite a list of... Ozzy Osbourne, it's a great day. Yes, phenomenal actors and uh, and performers. Mm-hmm. Happy uh, December 3rd, and um, do something, if you can, to take a moment to just recognize people with disabilities today, and go have yourself a wonderful December 3rd. And if you're a person with a disability, please uh, let us know and um, contact us, reach out to us, and tell us what you think of our podcast. And let us know if there's anything we can do to make our podcast more accessible for you. 